Hey, I'm Jared Hunter. And I'm Sean Ahern. And this is 43rd and Woodland, where non-experts bring you expert advice for your personal and professional development. On this episode, we'd like to wish everyone a happy holiday season, and we'll be reminiscing a little bit about 2021, and along the way, we'll be enjoying some of our favorite local brews throughout the conversation. I'm very excited for this. I'm super excited. Happy holidays, by the way. Yes, We're same, this after Christmas. Same to you, yes. Happy late Christmas. Yes. Early New Year's. Yes. We're kind of in that weird space in between Christmas and New Year's where nothing really exists or is productive. No, no, not at, at least all. I'm not. I mean, I have off work. You have off too, right? I have off work. Yeah. We're not doing anything. I know. Except being productive with beer. <laughs> This is how we're productive. This is, this is, this is This very is the productive. only way to be productive with beer. Yeah. And I guess we should say the little tagline there. We are drinking responsibly here. Yes. I mean, we also wish everyone to be drinking responsibly throughout their holidays and mm-hmm. also the upcoming new year. I know for me, being in Philadelphia, excited to be hosting New Year's this year at my house. Wow, look at that. Or apartment. I guess it's really not a house. Oh, and you're house in a home. It. It's not. Oh, yeah. House is a home. A home. Yeah. You make it that. <laughs> and then we have Mummers. I mean, hopefully oh, that's that still right. happens, so I'm excited for that. Is that happening, actually? That is happening. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. It didn't happen last year with COVID, but this year it is happening. Wow, look at that. So super excited. In a front row seat. Yeah. And I'll be on 2 Street. There you go, on 2 Street, right? So so people don't call it 2 Street. I've heard people call it 2 Street. Like, yeah. people at Mumbers call it 2 Street. Right. That's 2nd Street for people that don't know. Yeah. But So I call it 2 Street. Right. People make fun of me for it. I made fun of you for it. You did. You did talk about this. <laughs> Cause you told me, cause you were like, Oh, I moved into a new place. And I was like, Oh, where is it at? It's an old city. Cool. Where on, on two street. And I was like, is that, I was like, did you say tooth street? Like, is that a new, is that a new street somewhere? No. That's second street. Yes. Second street. For but any- <laughs> I'm telling you, I will, I will do a personal interview of at least 10 people and I will report back. And I yeah. guarantee you, you do nine out of group. 10 people will say two street. If you do a focus group with 10 people and honestly, if more than four of them say two street, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And I've got that on air. <laughs> Someone who's listening to this, hold me accountable because if he does it and you get four people to say two street before they say second, I will give you a hundred dollars. Wow. Straight out of my wallet. I can't believe you're that confident. I'm, it's not a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> it's not. I, they, I think even the signs have the little ND. They do, but you just call it two street. I'm telling you. I don't know. You who just, does that, that's man. when I first came here to Mummers. The person who told me to come to Mummers was like, Hey, meet me on two street. Somebody was messing with you. No, I'm, she comes all the time. Mm. I'm going to ask her. I can't. Can't wait Ask to talk her. To her. I will. If she says again, if she says she was messing with you, I'll pay her a hundred dollars <laughs> because she's been paying me a lot yes. for the past like six years. Because now. you kept up with it. Yeah, I have. Based on her mischief, I appreciate it. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh goodness! All right, All right, sir. What are we doing? Let's. I don't know. Well, we cracking open. I know we should, but I, sh- I guess we should tell people we already did drink one. We That's shouldn't true. have done it. Well, we pregame. That's we did. I mean, you should pregame. You know, everybody has a pregame. But I guess, I guess to give the give our listeners here the preview here, what we were doing, I picked three microbrews, right, or uh, local breweries, mm-hmm. I guess, in the area. Of course, all of them are from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think the one is. I don't know. I have to double check. But I at least know two of them are. And then mm-hmm. Jared picked three microbrews, and the point is to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. on these beers and also give her gives us gives us another opportunity to try different beers that we haven't tried before this is true i mean i've tried one of them so i may be cheating so two of them i haven't tried yet right but one of them that i haven't tried is from evil genius love right. the brewery yes love them incredible one of them i have we'll talk about their beer coming up which is my go-to mm. but they have a festive beer called santa i know him right which is from Elf. I was about to say, I was going to quiz you, but you would already know that. I know, but you know I know yeah, television. I, know. I so. should have wore my ugly Christmas sweater. I was wearing oh, that you know all what? week. Oh, you should have told me. I have I have Elf pajamas, and I literally think like the scene of him when he's saying Santa, I know him, is printed on the pajamas. Damn, that's such a missed opportunity. Oh, that would have been nice. I wish I would have known. If you had told me that that was what you were getting, I would have worn them, at least under my pants, so I didn't look like a weirdo oh, walking down the street with them. 100%. No, I would have flaunted them. Yeah. No, I probably would have, honestly. (laughs) Knowing me, I I do that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, this was actually a really good beer. It was a, it was a Saison. Yes. Which I didn't actually know was the name of the beer. I thought that it spelled season incorrectly. No. Yeah. This is an actual beer. So Saison is like a farmhouse ale, Mm -hmm. I believe. It's like a French farmhouse ale, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, if for folks that don't know, I'm a a semi-professional beer aficionado. Okay. I had a podcast a couple years ago with a friend of mine, Jason Pushkar. Shout out to Jason for the, uh, 
the wonderful podcast <laughs> was was pretty short lived for obvious reasons because we just drank all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we called it just the tipsy, which <laughs> was my my favorite great name. My favorite name for anything ever, which was a nod to Parks and Rec. For folks who are who are interested in Parks and Rec, uh, the band Mouse Rat had gone through several iterations of different names, and one of them was called Just the Tip, which I thought was hilarious as a bit. <laughs> Every time I say it, I just think about it. It makes me die. So I was like, oh, well, we were doing this podcast where basically we were watching Marvel movies and reviewing them, but we were okay. drinking beer along the way. So I was like, I've always wanted to name a podcast just the tip, just for the hell of it. Yeah. But because we were drinking, I was like, well, what if we called it just the tip C because we're getting drunk while we do the podcast? Yes. So great success. It lasted like three months. <laughs> um, <laughs> How many Marvel movies did you actually get through? Do you um, remember reading these Marvel movies? We had like maybe five or six episodes. Wow. But I think we broke one of them up into two parts. Which movie? I think it might have been Iron Man. Or maybe it was Thor. Well. It, the was orig- it just one movie? Yeah. Yeah. Or like the trilogy, like the series. No. There's we- like three Iron <laughs> <laughs> This is why it went completely off the rails. Yeah. Jason and I love to talk. So we realized like, oh, we had only gotten through half of Iron Man and there was, or whatever movie it was, and there was like 45 minutes that go- had gone by. And we oh, were God. like, what if we just split this up into two episodes? Yeah. Um, I'm almost certain it was Thor actually because we had a special guest for that one. One of my mm. other friends, Zach. But along the way, as we did that podcast, Jason and I got very, very interested in beer, um, especially local beer. Um, we tried out a bunch of different places. We tried out Eight and Sand, which is local to Woodbury, oh, where yes, I live. Some of those. We obviously tried out Evil Genius. We tried out Yards. There's a couple local in New Jersey, like Bonesaw, um, Flying Fish. Mm-hmm. There's a, so we tried out, you know, Cape May Brewing Company, all That's of them. So along the way, we got really good at kind of like, criticizing and, and being critical of beer. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of myself as something of a semi-professional beer aficionado because Ooh. of that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was going to... I'm up there. I was actually going to say that we aren't the expert of this. <clears throat> we want to bring an expert. Eventually, right. that is that is an episode. Right. If, if you're calling yourself a semi-pro here, semi, yeah, we'll then, call then, this you, then you can lead all of the discussion of what these beers taste like. Non-experts bringing semi-expert advice. Semi-expert advice. <laughs> you know, we're getting that. Well, yeah. And the people... I'm, People have to be acceptable with that. That's yes. They have to accept it for now. Yeah. Um, but we are actually going to be bringing back <laughs> a, an actual expert later in the summer, yes. which I'm excited about to talk mm-hmm. about the science of beer, Yes, um, which will be really cool. So we're going to be bringing an expert for that. But for now, you've got me and my semi-expertise I know. I got uh, during the holiday season. So And my quick look up here, because I, I did look up some things as, as you were looking up your, your Europe travel, but we'll, oh, we'll discuss right. that later. Yeah. Um, Jared is going to Europe. I'm excited to talk about that. Yes, it's going to be a good soon. time. But I was looking some things up, and there's four main things you should be looking for with beer. Okay. As you probably know. Yeah. Malts, mm-hmm. hops, sure. yeasts, and then the water. But I, I guess you really been, wouldn't look for water. I think those are just the four main ingredients. Yeah. Um, the the water obviously has a, a – it plays a role. Mm-hmm. You know, if you use, like, regular tap water for beer, it's going to taste a lot different than you use, like, distilled water or, like, some for some people, like, they might actually use some kind of special water, mm-hmm. um, ionized water or something that's, like, pH balanced or something, whatever. So, like, when you're at a restaurant and they ask you for, like, the bottled water or, like, right. the tonic water, you right. think they think it's, like, that bougie? They, they... I would suspect that if somewhere out there, someone has at least experimented with bougie water as mm. an ingredient. In like beer. Fiji. Yeah. Fiji water beer. Hmm. And you could just call it Fiji. That might be copyright infringement, but I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we just came up with our own brewery I here. know. Like, let's just call it Fiji, but only use Fiji water in yeah. beer. Yeah, we'll probably get sued, but it would be a good ride. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to blow up at least. It would probably make yeah. a few... But it is fun to kind of like, because you can taste the difference in different beers. Like, I actually... Um, Jason, my friend, like I said, he got this... Um, there's a thing called a beer Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just this really thick, it's almost, it looks like a textbook and it just kind of like talks about the science of beer and like, there's a whole chapter about wheat. There's a whole chapter about malt. There's a whole chapter about hops. Mm-hmm. So you like, you get a sense of, you know, what beers predominantly use more hops than malt and vice versa. And like oh. the tastes are different and like, how do you use other flavors and ingredients to enhance or subdue things? And like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting science to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I haven't gotten into all of it, but like I've learned quite a bit over my years. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about these, these selections that we have. So yeah, like the Saison mm-hmm. and, and some people will actually put things like, um, what, what ingredients they use in terms of like hops or malt. Yeah. So I, like rose hips, chamomile, black currants. So those are some of the ingredients that they used, um, to create that flavor profile. Yeah. But a Saison is mostly, it's more weedy than it is hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it says, uh, oh, they have dark candy syrup in here too. Yeah. I was about to, I actually looked that up. Dark Belgian candy syrup. The oh. Belgian style ale is deep, complex, and intriguing. Right. Sure to spice up the nights spent mm-hmm. at home during the cold winter months. Mm-hmm. That is their slogan here. Yep. Like you said, with the rose hips, the chamomile, black currants, and then that candy syrup. But I agree. It is more weedy than hoppy. Right. Because, so would you consider a Saison an IPA? No. Okay. So an IPA is something that's completely different from a Saison for a few reasons. <clears throat> Mainly because uh, an IPA is a lot more hoppy than it is malty. But oh, so malt. Yeah. But you can also taste like IPAs have really strong citrus profiles. And a lot of people like to use things like grapefruit or yeah. um, orange. But one of the things that also kind of gives an IPA a little bit more of a distinct flavor is it almost tastes like pine. Like the smell of pine, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Some some breweries actually well. use just straight up pine, mm-hmm. either in like some kind of extract or or however they use that ingredient. But pine is actually a very predominant mm-hmm. ingredient in mm-hmm. IPAs. And for for folks who don't know, IPA stands for Imperial Pale Ale. So it's the way that it's brewed, but also the complex of ingredients, mm-hmm. mainly citrus, pine, and a lot more hops than malt. Wow. Yeah. And then you have something called double IPAs, which I think just kind of like just extra hoppiness, just extra of the same profile, probably. Oh, is this double? <laughs> is this times two? It could be. I, I think I, I don't know the process, and this is where my expertise starts to wane in terms mm. of like the actual process of making beer. Yeah, but I'd assume that they just kind of double down on the ingredients and maybe even go through the distilling process more than once. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's supposed to do, but yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when we bring that expert on. Talk yeah. about the science behind it. They should know. Yeah. I hope they know. Or maybe we can do like our own little experience. Because I've heard some people as a hobby get like the beer kits and this make their own beer. This is true. At home. Like it's, it's actually possible. It's a thing that. that you can do. And I've, I've kind of, I've wondered about it. I've never actually tried it. Yeah. I think. Because the thing is, to be honest, I get, I get very nervous around yeast. Because, like, I feel like things could go very bad very quickly mm-hmm. with yeast. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, no. don't don't mess with yeast. Just yeah. just sit down. Like, <laughs> just let someone else do that. Leave it to the experts. Yes. Yeah. Got it. So, in terms of what are we what are we drinking next? I, I mean, that's what I did. So, that's I, what I we put got. it between the two computers. Right. And I'm just going to have you... I can't pick, see. But you can't see. I mean, some of them are taller than others, but you're just going to pick one. Oh. Okay. So, speaking of IPA... We have the IPA number two from Eight and Sand. I'm excited. So as you were saying before, Eight and Sands, you did also, I don't know if you said this, but you did an interview. I did my own. So I have my own podcast as well that I do by myself called Woodbury Voice. Mm-hmm. For folks that don't know, you can find us on Anchor and Spotify and mm-hmm. anywhere else you listen to podcasts at Woodbury Voice on Instagram. Yeah, I did an episode with them a couple of months ago. They've been around for a little over five years in Woodbury now. Mm-hmm. Very, very staple place um, in terms of beer. And this is probably their premier brew, like out of all of them. Okay. The, this is probably one that they're most known for. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, and it's, I believe it's called number two because this was their second, there was, this was like their actual second drink that they ever made. Wow. That, like sold out of Aiden Sand. But it is, and don't quote me on that. If, if Chris Mazone, the owner of Aiden Sand is listening, Chris, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the history of your, your brewery, but I love you. Um, but this is, you know, and you can tell, like I said, from the, um, the can it says here. So this is a New England style IPA. Mm-hmm. So they use Citra again, which is a, a, a kind of hops mm-hmm. that has that like citrusy profile to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also use something called mosaic hops. So they're using two different kinds of hops here, which is giving it that kind of like distinct IPA flavor. Mm-hmm. But with that citrus specifically, you get that distinct IPA profile. Got so, it. But it's a very smooth IPA as well, because some IPAs can kind of bite. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that taste like pine, like it feels like, a you know, an evergreen is punching in the throat. Yeah. Like that's the kind that you might want to stay away from unless you're ready for it. But this one's very smooth. It, the, the, pl- the flavor profile does not 
mess with you that much. Okay. Um, and it is, it's a 6.2 ABV. Okay. So it's not too strong, but yeah. it'll, it'll make you feel good. Okay. We'll crack that thing up. Let's see what you got. And I guess while you're cracking that, I know we are also wanting to reminisce on 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're really reminiscing or celebrating. It depends on who you ask. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're cracking that thing, you know, I just thought about this. I think every time you crack one open, each of us crack one open, you got to answer a question. Oh, okay. I think the question I'm asking you. Oh, man. It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to start off hot seat. What was your favorite episode this year? Oh, good question. Um, hmm. I mean, all of them were great. It's, it doesn't, this does not right. belittle an episode over another. Sure. Just your favorite. Um, well, we, so at the beginning of the year, I took a break, uh, from the podcast. You took the wheel mm-hmm. while I was studying for comprehensive exams. Yes. Thank you again for the 40th time for doing that. You're welcome. Um, so I'm here. And then we went through a little bit of a rebranding. You did. Over the summer. Um, and to be honest, I feel like, you know what? I'm going to say Carrie Collins. I got to say Carrie Collins in September, mm-hmm. right after we did the rebrand, we got the Instagram page going up. Carrie was an incredible guest for, for us to bring back as the very first guest after our rebrand. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's a very dear friend of mine and I hope she's listening to this podcast and is enjoying her holiday. We love you, Carrie. Yeah. Um, but incredible advice and wisdom and knowledge insight about personal and professional development building your resume networking oh my god the like the insight i know networking now looking like, back like wow how do we oof. talk about all this yeah in such a short time i that yeah that that was definitely a highly praised episode on my list uh for 2021 i just loved it and carrie's just such a great person she's got a great personality so humoristic and mm-hmm. it was uh it was fun i think a lot of folks listen to this i hope and and have fun while they're listening i just i just want you all to know that as much as we love you listening we have even more fun creating this podcast (laughs) not to sound selfish but we have a lot more fun creating this podcast than i think you might listening to it (laughs) so (laughs) take that with a grain of salt because if you're having fun listening to this podcast then you that should just encourage you to become a guest on the show i i would 100 percent agree to to learn how much more fun it is to be a part of the process yeah i mean you know how to find us you can find us. You can leave messages on Anchor. I mean, we found that's we true. that out last year. You yeah. can leave messages on Anchor to talk to us. Find us on our, our socials. Yes. And even our 43rd and Woodland social. Because like I said, we're branding. Right. We got our own Instagram page. We're though. on Instagram, guys. We're on Instagram. We're official. What about that? I don't think... Have we posted an IG story yet? I don't know. We may have. I don't... We might have just to promote other episodes. We have. I think we have. But not like a... Yeah, I think that's when you're official. When you put like IG stories up. Yeah. That's when they're like, pretty, oh, they're there. Yeah. Like your presence is there. It's like, guys, we're real. I know. I mean, even though it probably took us, well, maybe me 20 minutes to figure out how to do that, <laughs> but we're there. It took us both between the two of us. It was 40 minutes. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're talking about personal professional development. We're, we're also gaining some personal and professional development. Absolutely. Here. Look, we're young professionals. We still got a lot to learn. This is why we do the podcast. We do this just as much for ourselves as we do for everyone else. Yes, yeah, we do. <laughs> and we actually were talking about this. You know, it's good to bring it up. Actually, pass me that because I want to try that thing out. Yeah. And give, give the people, what do you think about this? Okay, the IPA number mm-hmm. two. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, so again, it's like it's got that um it's got that like citrusy kind of mm. profile. I do taste that. But it's um it's smooth. And you can almost honestly like it's not watery, but I think in that in that way that like it's not overbearing. It's very smooth and you almost feel like it is kind of like not drinking water, but mm-hmm. like it's smooth enough to feel like I'm not drinking a heavy beer. See, that's what I was going to ask is... Well, I'm sorry. I'm going all over the place. No. Oh, that's what I was going at. I'll go back. Well, let me finish. <laughs> there's there's so many different directions. Yeah. We're drinking beer. We're you talking have, about the podcast. You have a drink of beer and it takes you to another so, place. So the beer... <clears throat> first go that and then I'll go back to what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. You're right because right? that's why I don't like... Well, here's the thing. It's funny because my girlfriend may walk in soon. So maybe she'll try some She's, of these beers yeah. with us because she likes IPAs. Oh, good. And... I don't, you don't like, like the the hoppiness, bitter taste at the end. Right. But like you said, that is so smooth. It's, I just get a very subtle taste of that hoppiness. Yeah. But it's not overpowering. It doesn't sit in the back of your throat like a lot of IPAs do. No. Which is what I appreciate. That's the thing that it almost feels like very smooth and it's not really like biting you in the back of your throat or in your chest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, and this is a premier Woodbury brew 
So I appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story. My mom tried this for the first time a few months ago, and she's not a beer drinker. She's very much a wine drinker. But I had these in the fridge during an event or like a thing that I had at my house. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, what is that? Let me try it. And she really liked it. And these, like I said, it's 6.2 ABV, so it's not super strong. No. But if you have them back to back, it can creep up on you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I had a four pack in my fridge and I took one out. I gave one to my mom. I poured it in a glass. She had a good time. Mm-hmm. I went about my night like talking to people and doing whatever. Like I said, it was an event or something at the house. Come to find out before the end of the night, she had two more. She just helped herself to my so fridge. Three total. She had three total IPAs back to back, and she was like, "These are really good." Yeah. I and love and them. these are tall boys. These are big yes. cans. These are um, these are a pint. Yeah, <laughs> in a can. So it's not like a twelve ounce. No. Let me chug this yeah, and it's like not four is light here. Right. No, this is a, this is a big boy drink. So she had three back to back, and before she left for the night, like she was feeling it. And my sister <laughs> called me after she finally got home. My sister called me after she was like, "What did you do?" And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, mom just came home and she's like rummaging through her purse and giggling hysterically. Like she's just, she just, she's drunk. I'm pretty sure she's drunk. Like, but she came right from your house. Like what yeah. happened? And I was like, ah, uh. and I'm like searching through the fridge to try and like deduce. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh shit, she drank all my IPA. <laughs> oh, she had a good time. But those can get ahead of you. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised. Like, it's so smooth. You can quickly drink that. Yeah, it's so not. I, I can see why. It's not as bitter as, um, it's not as bitter as most IPAs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the New England style. Again, like, this is where my expertise kind of drifts away in terms yeah. of, like, the styles of creating the brew. Like, I don't, I don't really know what, what the difference is between New England style and just a regular IPA or a double IPA. Yeah. They're all different, but I don't know what the difference is. Mm. So Got it. Maybe it's that, too. We should write these down to make sure you don't forget. Yeah. Because I know our listeners must know. Or they, they, they would want to know. If somebody knows, hit us yeah, up. if you know, let us know, too. Shoot us a comment on fa- or, or on Instagram or, uh, you know, on, on Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So, all that to say, Carrie was my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's perfect, because that's exactly what we Because we talked about this before, and it's something that, that frustrates us, but we enjoy it at the same time, mm-hmm. is that... This advice is just so real life and so, I guess, relevant in right. our time and in all the young professionals time. We're like, dang, like, I wish we knew this before we posted the episode oh, yeah. because like we're diff- in these different experiences. Like Carrie talking about right. like, getting a job promotion and like I'm in the, in the talks of having that now being in there for a year thinking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And now that I had that conversation with her, I can now leverage that. When yeah. I have my conversation with my boss or my boss's boss. Yeah. But there's other times where we had conversations in the past, then have these individuals come on and they give us this great advice and like, crap, I wish I knew this right. at that time. A month ago when I had this situation yeah. come up. And yeah. it's the worst. Well, hopefully this is, you know, this is why we put this information out for folks to listen to is like, you might come upon an instance where you've got to ask your boss a tough question or you are, you know, jumping the ranks. Like when we had that episode with David um, yeah. in October, that was a great episode specifically for the insight to figure out when have you grown, not necessarily outgrown a position, but when do you grow and develop so much in a position that you feel comfortable handing over the reins to someone else? Yeah, That's a really important as folks are getting a little bit older, a little bit more expertise in their career. There's going to be a moment where you say, even if you're staying within the same field or the same job, I might be able to pull someone else in who's been here for two or three years. And like they're showing some characteristics that are on display right now that make me feel like, well, maybe I can pass off this entire project to them because they seem like they're ready for it. Like those are really crucial nuggets of wisdom that, you know, as folks start to grow and develop in their careers, um, you want to hear that that insight you want to hear that wisdom and like these are the ways that other experts have kind of navigated that space and maybe i should give it the same shot mm-hmm. maybe it'll have similar better results yeah, couldn't agree more especially from david's episode just not being complacent i yeah. think him learning that i think he was in that career for 14 14 and a half, half. you're right didn't forget 14 the half. and a half 14 and a half years and then decided to make a jump that some people thought didn't make sense 
But with him following his passion, him knowing what the next step of his career was, yep. it was actually the right path for him. Yeah. And now he's over at University of Sciences doing community and government affairs. Yeah. Killing the game. Mm-hmm. He's having mm-hmm. a great time. And yeah. as the, the board chair for Better Civics. Yes, Better Civics. Shout out to Better Civics, yeah. by the way. Doing incredible work, getting younger people engaged in the democratic process. Why yeah. not? I love it. Agree more. Could not agree more. All right. So, so what about you, though? What was your favorite episode? I didn't crack a beer yet. Oh, <laughs> you took a sip of my beer. I, I did. Well, we, I only took out one. I mean, so we we have a few of them in the fridge, but right. I didn't well, think we'd each okay. finish one. No, well, in you this were... time frame. I mean, think about that. If we each finished six beers, I've done it before in twenty minutes. Oh, in twenty minutes? No, I haven't. Done yeah, it. that's 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 a lot. Yeah, You're pretty fast. I'm gonna you know because we we said in the beginning we'll be drinking responsibly. Yes, that's true. It's not responsible. That's so I'm gonna crack in twenty. One. I thought yeah yeah in twenty minutes. Ooh, this oh, is the one you wanted me to try. Yes. Aiden Sands Coffee Porter. Oh my god, you're gonna love this so much. I'm so excited to watch you drink this. But you, you know me though. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say this to you when you brought it. I know I'm so you don't like porters. No, I don't like coffee. What? I don't drink coffee. You know this. But I'll give, I know you drink a lot of water, but I didn't know that you don't drink coffee. I don't. I don't drink coffee. Oh my gosh. I'm still gonna drink it though. I know, I know I'm gonna are, enjoy it. I just want to see your face when you like. I mean, is there caffeine in this? It's brewed with coffee, so... Is that a yes? Maybe. <laughs> Again, I don't know how it's brewed proper. So, like, at the front, actually, it has a little description of it. What's it say at the bottom there? It just says, Porter with fresh cold brew coffee from Square One Coffee Roasters. Alcohol oh, 5.5% for one pint. Also, I'd like to point out that for a porter, 5.5% is very low. Yeah, aren't the porters usually... Most porters are at least 8 also, something that we, we should note here, which we didn't know from the last eight Sands, the artwork is beautiful. Yes. The cans are yeah, incredible. They are. Um, you guys just, you have to listen to my episode of, um, of Eight and Sand on Woodbury Voice. You'll get the entire background. Wow. Right? Like I said, I'm not a coffee drinker. Isn't that good? This is good. I know it. This doesn't even taste like a porter. I know. It just tastes That's like crazy. It just tastes like really good coffee. Yeah. And it's literally like these two guys drinking a coffee, putting coal into a coal mine, you would say? Yeah, like but those are coal? coffee beans that coffee they're putting into a roaster. Into a roaster. Look at that. Mmm, symbolism. The symbolism. I like that. It'll catch you. This is really good. Right? But okay, I cracked the beer. Answer your All question. All right, now I can ask the question. I got ahead of myself. And we'll, well, you want me to cheers? We'll cheers. cheers. That. I mean, do you want me to answer the same question? We can do that too, or if you come up with a new one. Oh, am I asking a different question? You can if you want. I mean, I just sprung this on you. Okay. No, okay, so let me ask then. That's fair. <laughs> I, well, I'll answer your first question. Yeah. I think it too. I think favorite episode, Carrie's was great. Mm-hmm. But if I have to take another, take a number two, <laughs> second pick, I would. There's so much. Go. Well, I, <laughs> There's so many. Be responsible. Okay. I would go for, I think it was, I just want to triple check to make sure I'm not. I know we had, yep, yeah, we had the do's and don'ts of appy rotations. I remember that. I know we talked about that in June, but I really did enjoy that episode because, especially going through pharmacy school, I wish this was something that I knew before I started my advanced pharmacy practice rotations. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of things that now, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. you think is common sense, but again, you hear stories of students that unfortunately aren't acting professional during the rotations mm. and how much of an impact that makes on getting a job or, and having building your network because these individuals could be the ones writing you letter recommendations or have a network that knows someone who knows someone. I mean, right. in every field, they always say it's a small world. Mm. I think also in pharmacy, it's a small world too. So you, you have you have that instance, but then you also have the instance of learning how to to be a professional, but also be a student at the same time. So advocating for yourself, advocating for the experiences that you want. Because at the end of the day, you're paying money to do these rotations. True. And so if you're not getting experience you don't want to get, you have to voice it. You know, you're not a student where you have to listen to the teacher or your superior to direct you what you want. So finding that balance of being a student, constantly learning and being there and not knowing everything yet. And that's why you're there to learn, mm-hmm. but also advocating for yourself and getting the experience that you want to get. Yeah. So it was cool sitting down with Dave. Dave, shout out to you. Hope you're enjoying your holidays. I know we just talked. He's actually going down to Miami for New Year's Eve. Oh, look at that. So wow. I have a lot of fun spending time with his family. I'm sure he'll be doing more than spending time with his family in Miami. Yeah. But <laughs> nobody just spends time yeah. with their family. <laughs> just spends time. What are you, on New Year's Eve? Are you crazy? 
But enjoy nice talking things. to him too. He is killing it in the fellowship game as well. He's starting his second year. Mm-hmm. What about your um what what do you think was the biggest challenge with the podcast this year, for you at least? Or in general? Wow. I'm taking another sip. <laughs> kick the kick the caffeine up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like there's any caffeine in here though. I there might not be. I don't know. Maybe it gets brewed out. I mean I I don't I mean I guess you wouldn't know until you drank a few more. Yeah. Biggest challenge. Hmm. I really don't know if there was a... I mean, of course, there's challenges with editing and, and getting the logistics set up. But I don't know if there actually really was a huge hurdle for us this year. I mean, I think once we found our groove mm-hmm. with the episodes, and, and it really doesn't take us too long to find different topics and themes to talk about, and getting different individuals to find those experts right but i guess in the same vein finding relevant content and important i mean again every podcast that we have is an episode we have is important right but i think it has been a little bit of a challenge i would say of of continuing with the content that we want to have and so i think and this was also previously before we changed our brand. Right. And so I think when we were staying with the same content that we were doing before, of uh, Sciences alumni specifically, it was a little hard mm-hmm. to, to continue that same content that we we're trying to drive for professionals or young professionals. Yeah. But I think a way that we pivoted, and I don't think it was by by any lapse of we couldn't continue what we were doing before but i think we wanted to expand more right and so i think that's has given us more opportunity us being the non-experts bringing experts for expert advice right has been a great opportunity to bring more talent more experts mm-hmm. have bigger conversations different yeah. themes yeah um, which has been i think a blessing within itself so i guess if you mm-hmm. want to say a challenge a challenge would be I guess the previous direction that we had of a limited scope, but now that we've broadened it, I think we pivoted and adapted and we made it a blessing because I think it was something yeah. that we've been wanting to do anyways and making this broader. And so it kind of worked out in our favor. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there were obviously hiccups along the way and like trying to, like we said, the, the technology aspect of yeah. like, how do we set up our own Instagram and like <laughs> finding the logo and like going oh, yeah. through that process? That wasn't necessarily so much of a challenge, but it was like, something different that that we weren't dealing with at least for the first year that we had the podcast running Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i definitely agree i don't know that there were challenges to the work that we've done over the last year but there were definitely a lot of changes Mm -hmm. um so but yeah none of them do i regret i would do it all over again the same way because i think that where we're at now as a podcast the direction that we're moving the presence that we've created is definitely making an impact if for nothing else, you know, at the end of the day, like you and I are learning a, a bunch yeah. of new stuff from, from experts. But I do think that there, you know, we've gotten messages and, and text messages and, you know, people have hit us up on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, that this is just great work that we're doing. Yeah. So I do think that the direction we're going in is, is really strong, you know, so not challenges, but changes. I agree. Um, That's a good way to put it. Good I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, when we were looking up the logistics, didn't we have a listener from the Netherlands or someone from Europe? We had like one listen. It's Switzerland. Actually, let me check. Because that was really cool. I guess that was our first European that, presence. That wonder, was. You always wonder like how those people, how that happens. Okay, but, you know what? So Germany, one percent of our listeners are from Germany. Mm, awesome. Um, we've got listeners in Canada, Ireland, the Philippines, Singapore, Jamaica, Macau, and Albania. Wait, wow! I didn't even know all that. Yeah. That's cool. 97% of our listeners are from the United States. Yeah, but 3% outside of the United States? Yeah. Or outside North America? Yeah, from very... Ireland, Macau, From a very Germany. diverse range of, of countries as yeah, well. Yeah, that is super cool. Albania is probably the most interesting one. Yeah. Next question. You gotta pick a beer for the question. All right. Hang on. I'm gonna toss this to the Yeah, side. no, we gotta finish these two. So we'll figure it out. Be... All right, yeah. let's see. <laughs> okay, picking a smaller one. Oh, oh hashtag all right. So you want to talk about this one because this is your favorite. It's my favorite. I'm gonna keep it as that. <laughs> I mean, you th- what am I gonna say <laughs> about it? That's super smart and scientific. That's what you do. Well, I'm all just kidding. I'll, I'll, I actually look some things up so I can <laughs> act super smart. 
It's not really even me acting super smart. I'm just going to read off uh, the website here. That makes you smart. I guess so. I guess we can, yeah, tell people not reading off the list here. He's not reading off the list. I mean, all, I mean, at least I know that it is a guave beer. It's the first I've ever had. Right. Are they typical? I guess I'm going to ask you that question. Is, is guave beers typical? Uh, I've never heard of another one. This is the first time I've heard of a guava beer. It looks like it's, so it's an IPA, so obviously it's an ale. It says with natural flavor added, so I'm assuming that's the, um, the guava. Mm-hmm. This smooth IPA is infused with all natural guava, guava flavors. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Making it the perfect reward for remembering to turn the oven off. <laughs> I like that. I like that. They, they say the big, bold hop notes of tropical fruit, watermelon, lemon. Mm-hmm. I can see that lightness. There, right. And that's why I love the beer so much. Yeah. And again, you get that, like, that citrus, the stone fruit, like, there's a lot of fruit notes in IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lemon makes sense. The guava being, I believe the guava is a stone fruit. So it's it? like the mango or something that has like one of those really dense pits in mm-hmm. the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Those have a lot of bold flavor to them. Plums as well. So it makes sense that you would use them in an IPA to bolster the flavor uh, profile. So mm-hmm. um, I have had adult hashtag adulting before. I also love e- Evil Genius's names for their beers. Yeah. They're just, they're great. It's awesome. <laughs> like Santa, I know him and adulting. Yeah. Um, they're just great. So yeah, I'm excited to, to crack this one open I, because I have had this one before, but I haven't had it in quite some time. Really? Yeah. It's oh been goodness. a while. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to reminisce. Yeah. I'm, I'm really going to go on, go on note and saying that if you want to try IPAs, I think this is your first IPA you should drink Ooh. because I think this is the first way to, to really get your palate used to IPAs. There's almost like a a sweetness to the smell of it. Yeah, on the on the website it says malts are two row and crystal. Okay. No idea what that means. And then the hops are Cascade, Citra, and Warrior. Okay. Yeah, so Citra hops is a pretty staple hops for IPAs. Mm-hmm. There are different I don't know if they're called species, but there are different names for different like strains or strands of hops. Mm-hmm. Because like hops and malt, they grow differently as um parts of the wheat plant yeah right so different strains of wheat exist uh just like different strains of hops and malt exist so you can have different types of so like citra is a type of hops like with ipa number two you have citra and mosaic as a strand of hops okay um so the same with malt you can use different types of malt so this one smells really interesting though i'm excited Mm -hmm. yeah it's very like it's very sweet almost mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean if i had to say in normal people's terms that don't know anything about beer i would be like that wow. is the non-tasting ipa i've ever tasted before like it doesn't taste like an ipa to me it almost has like a candy taste to it yeah like when it hits your tongue it almost reminds me of like uh like those hard candies your grandma has but mm-hmm. not like the bad ones like <laughs> Just those, I'd say they're usually pretty bad. Yeah, not the bad ones. Just the ones that are literally just sugar with color in them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it tastes like. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that's what I smelled before I drink it. Mm-hmm. It definitely has that kind of IPA taste to it. Like you can feel it on the sides of your tongue. There's a little bitterness from the citra. That was really loud. Um, <laughs> Sean's going to join me in this one. But yeah, it's not a it's not a bad one at all. Yeah, I actually grabbed my own hashtag adulting because it's my go-to. It's really good. And also 6.8 BB, so... Even for as light as it tastes, still yeah. got a kick to it. It'll definitely make you feel good. Yeah. So I thought of my question. Interesting. And okay. I thought the first one was hard, but this one's even going to be harder that's, now that I thought about it. That's so cool to me. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad that. Hmm. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. All right. Hypothetical question. Oh, okay. I'm going to take some time to think about it. Oh, then I'm not going to do this. Based on our podcast, we bring in experts on top of expert advice. Sure. Hypothetical. Okay. If you could have any guest on this podcast, oh, Jared's hurting, to talk about a topic, okay, what expert would you have and what topic would you like to talk about? Okay. Any guest. Any guest. Okay. Has to be alive right now. We won't go. Well, yeah. (laughs) We won't go that hypothetical. Albert Einstein. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta have Albert Einstein. Oh, this is a really good question. Oh, you know what? I would love to sit down with 
one of my favorite musical artists hmm. uh, who is alive because my favorite artist of all time is past. My fav- one of my favorite musical artists right now is Mac Ayers. And I actually saw him do an interview on YouTube two or th- a year or two ago. And he's just a very chill, cool, interesting, laid-back guy from Long Island, New York. But his music is so... It's just so amazing. Yeah. And I just like... I would love to sit down with him and like... Because obviously, I've done my own podcast before. So I've got this like itch to interview people no matter where. And I'm a qualitative researcher by like academic training. Mm-hmm. So like I have this insatiable itch to interview people no matter where I go. But his his story is just really interesting from what I gathered from the like half hour interview he did on YouTube and his music is just so cool because like all transparency in front of us he is a white guy and he makes this like really eclectic alternative R&B music that just like speaks to me in some way it's like you, you know, like you as a black guy, you're like, damn, I didn't know a white guy could make music <laughs> like this. Like, this is good. Like, this yeah. is like for anybody who listens to like Bobby Caldwell or something like this is a level of like, I didn't know he was white until I saw him in an interview or something. And he's just like so good at what he does. But he has this really interesting past. Like he went to Berkeley in California. He dropped out because basically all of his music educators were telling him that like, R&B wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't something that he would be able to like ever make a career out of. And now he's like selling out arenas and he's got all these concerts across the country. He just did a tour. I was supposed to go to his concert right before I left for California. <sighs> and it got canceled because Dang. it was in New York. Actually, it got postponed. Okay, um, good. Hashtag go. Omicron. But I'm still going to go at some point whenever they reschedule it. But yeah, I would I would love to sit down with somebody like Mac Ayers and and hash things out that would be fun talk about that That just really cool yeah because and like on a professional development level again like i said you know he dropped out of college he had this kind of past where he really kind of looked at his career in a different way than than anybody else was willing to look at for Mm -hmm. him you know and and i think that that's a really good moment of insight to realize like your career path and the decisions that you make for your own professional development are yours at the end of the day. Yeah. Like nobody else gets to dictate it, regardless no. of what they say exactly. about it. You are the the only person who gets to make those decisions at the end of the day. And I just love to get more insight from his experiences about that. Mm-hmm. And also, he plays dope music, so maybe he'd like play me something. That'd be cool. Like a, like a, a solo, <laughs> a little solo. Like yeah. A, yeah, if I could get serenaded by Mac Harris, I wouldn't be mad. Wow. That's really cool. I would, yeah. That was a great answer. That's a good question. I got to throw that back at you, though. That's a good question. I can't come up with my own question right now. I don't even know where we're at right now. I feel like we I'm, need to crack I'm these. geeking out. I know. I feel like we need Let's to crack, crack another beer while we're doing this. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so yes. then by... Oh, wait. This is... Oh, well, that's, that is that is the last one. All right. Look at that. So, okay. I'll answer the question first, and then I'll talk yes, about this. Yes, let's part. do that. I was thinking, you know what, because I was thinking about this, and you know when you think of questions you don't have an answer to? That's exactly what just happened. Yeah. So I'm glad I asked you the question first, so because you as you it. were answering it, I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you, you instantly go to people that you look up to. Right. And that have shaped your life in some way, somehow. Yeah. And so, first two that come to mind are David Goggins and Jocko Willink. Hmm. Just from leadership standpoint, I know we talked about it before, mm-hmm. uh, Jocko Willink has come out with a few books. Right. And talk one, I mean, extreme ownership. I think everyone should mm-hmm. to read that book or listen to it. It's also on Audible, or that Economy of Leadership is also a great one. And then David Goggins came out with a book called Can't Hurt Me. Nice. And so I would love to talk to both of them in different lights, based on basically what they already have written. So I'm thinking if they already have written it. I can already know. No, I mean, you would know differently, though, if you have an interview with them, but they've already right. talked about it in different forms. They have both their own. Well, Jocko Willing has a podcast. David Goggins does not, but they've talked about it on different forms. Right. So then my mind went to soccer. Naturally. Naturally. And you know what? Even those two aside, I think I actually lean on Messi. Hmm. I would like to interview. Okay. Versus those two. And I think for a few reasons. One, I mean, being the best soccer player in the world, and we, people can argue about that. He is, he is the best player in the world. I don't watch soccer, but I, know, I'd assume you just fine. made some people mad. <laughs> I, I, think, I think just some people. <laughs> Wait, I just read some. Was this the guy that uh, just recently changed teams? Yes. Okay. PSG. Okay. I do know that. Yeah. I stay up to date. Okay. And he was also a huge, I mean, he basically 
was Barcelona. Like he is Barcelona soccer. Right. Right. I mean, he's been there for years. Sure. But the reason why I want to interview him, I think, I think same thing with all sports. I think professionals that do the game in, in like days in, days out and do it for so long, mm-hmm. see the game so differently mm. than people from outside looking in. Mm. So I'd love to see that perspective on how he understands the sport of soccer or football as they would say from that limelight but then also too i mean being a prodigy growing up and the sacrifices he's probably had to make along his career because he's probably i don't think he went to public school i think in europe and barcelona and ever i think he was part of the barcelona fc like schooling academy throughout his entire life so i i I have to look up the history a little bit more but i think he had to go to the private school ever since like 10 years old or something like that wow and that he was there year round and i don't think he was able to see family probably sometimes here and there but didn't go to public school and was just brought up in the academy and did school there and so after school he would just play soccer and so i'm wondering just the psychology of that too for prodigies right and understanding the hurdles he probably went through that no one would understand right i think we've really cool to sit down and talk to him about that. Wow. That's a really good answer. Okay. That was a good question, though. It was. That was. I feel like I, the pressure's <laughs> on me now to think of something really good like that. That was a good question. I don't know, I don't know if it's the beer here. I think the coffee kind of energized me a little coffee, bit. The coffee, yeah. That got the brain going. But as you're thinking about that, I will I will talk about this yes, beer, which you said is your favorite. Well, one of your favorites. One of my favorites. And the reason why I say that is a uh, play on words here, because this is called the Philly Favorite mm-hmm. with a PH. Mm-hmm. And it's from Einhill Brewery. I actually have it on Market Street. We were talking about this. Like Market and the 12th, 12th of Market? It's right up the street. Mm-hmm. I was actually just there. I did not have this beer, though, when I was there. You mean though. Market and 12th? No, it's in 12th and Market. Don't you say the number first? Then the... No, I'm messing with you. Cause, cause did I say way... Market and 12th? No, because of the way you just say street names. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's 2 Street, all right? It's 2 Street. It's 12th Street. 12... <laughs> it's 12th Street and Market. 12th Street and Market. Mm-hmm. Einhill Brewery. <laughs> it is a hazy beer, mm-hmm. maybe considered a New England IPA. I wonder why May. So like you said, we have to learn the science of that. Yeah. But its inspiration is pure Philly, brewed with flaked oats and wheat. This beer features tropic fruit, pine notes, almost as intense as your passion for the home team. I like that. Philly, Philly. So, Mr. Science Man. All right. Tell me a little bit more about this. Well... Again, so this is an IPA. Uh, my friend and I, Jason, as I mentioned, uh, Jason's name a couple times now. The other aficionado. <clears throat> yes, the other aficionado. Oh, wow. Right? Look at that. Wow. Okay. Oh, look at that reaction. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is a favorite. So I can see why they called it that. It's the Philly favorite. Um, yeah, so we went to Iron Hill Brewery. So they have a satellite restaurant slash brewery in Voorhees. Mm-hmm. I think it was Voorhees. Yeah. And we went there... On a whim, like we were actually planning to go see Spider-Man together later that night. And we were like, let's go find a place to eat before we go to see Spider-Man. And we got a flight. And that was our favorite. You know, for its namesake. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an IPA. I believe it's 6.7 ABV. Again, you'll see the the Citra hops is definitely strong in there. They also mentioned pine. So, Hazy is also something, it's not necessarily, it is kind of distinctive to the taste when you talk about a hazy IPA, but it's much more distinctive to the look of Mm -hmm. the beer. So like hazy meaning almost opaque or obscure. So if you were to pour this out into a clear glass, you wouldn't actually be able to see through it as much as you would with like a lighter ale or Mm. um, like a a wheat beer. Yeah. Um, Where you could like hold the glass up and you might still be, it would be much more translucent. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that is because of the brewing process itself part of that is because of the amount of hops that's in it Mm -hmm. just kind of naturally makes it obscure and it like it catches a lot of the light yeah nonetheless it is a very tasty beer and it was our favorite when we did a flight we had like four different you know four ounce flights that we were drinking before our meal and that was that was definitely our favorite so I'm glad you like it. That reaction was was good. It was really good. I mean, again, it doesn't taste like an I, a typical IPA to me. That's yeah. super hoppy. Yeah. No, it's very good. Interesting. But I mean, again, I've learned a lot this episode, but I didn't realize hazy also infers to the look of to the beer the and not the taste of it. That's right. Yeah. So I think IPA is probably the only one that gives some type of note to its look as much as it does to its taste mm-hmm. in terms of hazy. So you don't, I mean, like you have like, a vit beer, which is, it's much more foamy. It is a little bit hazy, 
because it, and it almost looks white you know like wit beer means white beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's usually like a german or a belgian style ale and those kind of relate to the look of it but like yeah hazy ipa is really the only one that kind of gives specific note to the way that it looks as much as it tastes hmm. so ipas are just fun <laughs> and i laugh now because i was just thinking about this um this meme that i saw a couple of years ago a couple of years ago a couple of, yeah i have a photographic memory so i see things in my head okay there was this meme that said like ipas are basically the pumpkin spice lattes for guys <laughs> so if that means anything to anyone who likes ipas i also do like pumpkin spice lattes so maybe i'm just basic maybe could be <laughs> could be i don't like pumpkin spice i actually no i'm not a big latte drinker or pumpkin spice at all no, I mean, I, I do like pumpkin spice. Oh, okay. I, I actually have pumpkin bread over there oh, that I want you to try later on oh, as nice. a few other desserts that you'll have. It, it is the holidays. Yes. Okay, so I thought of a question. Okay. Shoot. Sort of similar, but maybe a little bit mm. on the... It's parallel. Basic. <laughs> like pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I'm the pumpkin spice latte interviewer. So you asked who would you want to interview with? Mm-hmm. Anybody. If you could talk about any topic regardless of whether or not it was personal or professional development related any topic what would the topic be and why it's funny you ask that because i was actually thinking about that it's a great question (laughs) i was actually thinking about that i'm gonna crack open this one you should and you need to talk about that That is our last one actually and that i haven't tried yet oh no you've tried that yet either i have not so i'm excited to try that i've seen it around right but okay answer your question i and it's funny that you talk about this because i actually learned i really didn't learn much about it but my my friend when we were backpacking yosemite (laughs) he is a he's one of those individuals that's just a sponge and when he starts reading something he just soaks it in but he's also one of those people that continue investing into just learning more about a subject he's he's one of those people that just get on an escapade just goes and it was about quantum physics love it oh i would want to learn more about quantum physics really I would. I think how cool, I guess how much deeper there is to physics and just our universe and, mm-hmm. and everything is super interesting. It's wild. I think, so even, okay, so physics and broad term space. Okay. I think understanding stars, black holes, like, yeah, you learn about this stuff, like, you learn about it to what, like sixth grade? Maybe, okay, I learned, you learn general biology in right. freshman year of high school. Right. But that's it. You don't really talk about space and stuff anymore I after that. don't even like think after I... high school. I never took a physics class in high school. Really? I took physics in high school. I never took a physics class. But I also heard... So when he was talking about quantum physics, like even some of the formulas they teach you, I guess for lack of a better word, dumbed down, but it's actually not correct. Oh. I don't know, again, which equation here. I'm not trying to... Like in to, high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to, like, blow right, this out right. like E equals MC squared doesn't exist. But... <laughs> I don't know. I think there... I forget when he was talking to me. I think some... There's actually a lot more complexity to those basic quantum mechanics and physics hmm. than what they teach us in physics class. One of the things that I think would be really interesting for you to check out, and this might be a little bit dated now because it was out a few years ago, but the Science Channel used to have this show called Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman. Oh. So Morgan Freeman actually narrated this really, really interesting... Uh, Morgan Freeman. You'd also be someone who'd be great. To that's have. true. Just to, If I could have Morgan Freeman speak into my mic... Yeah. I'd, <laughs> just, just, just one word. I'd pay him. Yeah. I'd pay him so much money. He had this ep- he or this uh this show on the Science Channel called Through the Wormhole. Really, really cool episodes that talked kind of touched on some of these concepts about like there was this one episode that I actually used for my public speaking class with Dr. Vigiano. Wow. Um about whether time exists or not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, does time exist? Like that was literally the, the title of the episode. Yeah. Um but along the way, he meets with like astrophysicists and, and just physicists and like mathematicians and other scientists. And they talk about the theory and like some of the application of like understanding these theories of physics, quantum physics, mathematics, mm-hmm. astrology, like all of this stuff. And it really makes you 
ponder like all of this and it's very educational at the same time because yeah. everybody that they bring into these shows are like qu- more than qualified in their fields mm-hmm. they talk about like the the cern atom collider and like these experiments where they like just thrust protons and 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 electrons together and like what happens and they study it and analyze it yeah that would be a cool uh show for you to check out if you're really interested in that i Appreciate think that. they might have some old episodes on youtube or something okay you might be able to find some reruns on cable but nobody really has cable anymore no. but yeah that would be a really cool way to to dig into some of that i'll have to find the link because there was like one scene of this episode about the does time exist conversation Mm -hmm. and it was talking about like space time yeah right like Mm -hmm. as as a concept but like as an actual like material thing so like physicists and quantum physicists believe space and time exist almost like physical material Mm -hmm. that kind of like cuts through dimensional planes of the universe right like it just kind of exists all around us like kind of like air or something Mm -hmm. but it's a physical manifestation somehow exactly what he was talking about buddy especially space maybe more so than time but because these two kind of overlap and they exist as like physical materialized um, items in the the universe and across these dimensional planes you can like manipulate them or theoretically you should be able to manipulate them just like you're able to manipulate air even Mm -hmm. though you can't see them they exist in a physical manifestation somehow yeah and it was really cool the way that they use these like applications of they talked about like wormhole theory like being able to move from one point in time to the other because basically you shorten the amount of space between two points in time so you should be able to theoretically move from one point in time to the other if you shorten the space time between them so like it's just really interesting wow. stuff it's really crazy and it, it blows your mind when you think about it but mm-hmm. those are those are just fun episodes to watch and you're like what yeah and I, i'm just always on the edge of my seat by the end of it i'm like what mm-hmm. <laughs> like does time really exist and like mm-hmm. that was one of the things that really blew my mind it was like when you're standing still you're moving through time but you're not moving through space so like they exist somehow independent but also codependently of yeah. each other but like if you're moving like if you're walking you're moving through both space and time mm-hmm but if you're standing still, you're just moving through time, not through space. Wow. Like, stuff like that just blows your mind. Like, See, I don't understand why we don't talk about this more in school. I mean, maybe it's because it's so ambiguous that you can't comprehend it. Maybe. But I think it's just at least super fascinating. Just stimulate. Just understand. Exactly. Just stimulate the mind a little bit. Just to bit. ask the question. Yeah. You know, we're not just that's, little, that's a really yeah. good answer, though. Yeah. That, appreciate it. Yeah. What about you? As we'll... As you oh, yeah, yeah, talk okay. about this beer first, I'll let you. So this is uh, the Voodoo Ranger. Yep. I have had Voodoo Ranger before. Are mm-hmm. they are they local as well? I'm, I was actually looking up because that was the only one I didn't know was in Philly. Voodoo Ranger. This says brewed and canned by New... Okay, so this is a New Belgium brew out of uh, Fort Collins, Colorado and Asheville, North Carolina. There's a Voodoo Brewing Company State College pub in state college pa ah oh okay so this says it's an indian pale ale brewed with spice it's not very specific but mm. but it is a hazy right it's a juicy haze ipa that's what led me to getting that so juicy is always a term that i i cringe from a little bit to be honest because i always think of it as grapefruit and grapefruit's not my favorite mm. taste um but you can't really taste it here if there is grapefruit at all in there Mm -hmm. there's obviously citra hops there's definitely some type of fruity taste to it there is a cactus on here i don't know if there's some kind of like cactus fruit that might be in here but could be um it is a 7.5 so that's the highest that we've drank all night Mm -hmm. i'm not mad about it but it does say region does say region colorado so maybe, maybe it is colorado but it says tropical aromas with juicy fruit flavors from mosaic and amarillo hops. Oh, okay. That's all we're getting here for the description. It's got much more of a bite to it mm-hmm. than the other two IPAs we've tried. But it's still very smooth. It's a little bit more bitter on the back of the throat, which is kind of normal for mm-hmm. a regular IPA. Especially one that's a little bit higher in ABV. Yeah. But it's really good. I love the can art. Yes. 
I think Voodoo Ranger always has some kind of like skull on there. Yeah. Their can art, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so this is also a haze IPA. So again, if you were to pour this out into a clear glass, even like if I, if I looked into it, it, you can see like I can't see past the first like centimeter of, of liquid in there. So it's very, very hazy, which means that it's very, very flavorful, mm-hmm. um, which it is. And again, the bite is there. So it's really good. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. That's a tall boy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. That's a whole pint. <laughs> <laughs> and New Belgium, I think, is its own brewing company. So I guess they they make Voodoo Ranger as um, a brand of New oh, Belgium. Company. Got it. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It's hmm. kind of like Pepsi so that's why Cola. it's in Colorado. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe Voodoo Ranger specifically within Pennsylvania within, yeah. or something. So I guess New Belgium is then in Pennsylvania. Oh, so here you go. So New Belgium. Also produces fat tire. Fat tire. That's right. That's the other Voodoo Ranger. And it is headquartered in Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. So you are correct. Okay. So New Belgium creates Voodoo Ranger and fat tire as two like sub brands. Yeah. And a few others. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. It's very good though. And I love the can art. Yeah. This jacket is dope. It is a cool cool jacket. Yeah. The hat too. The hat with little ear, the earmuffs. Yeah, I was, I was saying earmuffs. I guess you call them earmuffs. Yeah, they kind of look. They look like fuzzy yo-yos. Yeah, it kind of looks like a one of those like furry hats, but he's wearing a nice like a fedora on top, cap yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it was a yeah. ace of spades there or something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so back at you. Right. Um, topic. What topic? Astrophysics is a really good. Well, quantum physics is a really good one too. Yeah. To pick, I would follow up on that. If I could pick any topic, any topic. Oh boy, you know what? I think I would like. We were just talking about this, but I would like to dig deeper into the history of the Basque country. Ooh, in northern Spain. Yes, we were talking. We were just talking about this because again, wow, full circle European trip. The European trip. Course decided to take it, bring it back in here. Yes, I had to. I had to bring it full circle. So yeah, I'm. I'm planning a trip right now for the summer, Mm -hmm. um, where hopefully I'll be going to. I think it's five different countries in Eastern Europe. uh, Four on the main continent, and then the uh, the merry old island of England. but the main reason that I'm going, other than the jazz festival in London, <laughs> is to check out the Basque country in northern Spain. I've just always been so interested in it. You know, like I was telling Sean, for folks who know about the movie, um, The Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. this one is um, Prince Caspian, I think was the second one. There's this group of, you know, kind of like colonist, conquistador almost style Mm-hmm. Um, antagonist in the movie called the Telmarines. And so what I actually, and again, I mentioned, I, I'm really interested in etymology. So I was like, what does Telmarine mean? And so tell or tele means like far away, mm-hmm. which is where we get the word like telescope or some, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, and marine meaning sea or the ocean. Mm-hmm. So the Telmarines are like canonically in the movie and in the book um, that was written by T.S. Lewis these group of they seem like spaniards almost like they've got that like very long sharp noses they've got these like very thick accents Mm -hmm. bright blue eyes fair skin and um they look like spanish people and um telmarine meaning far from the ocean or far from the the sea they in the book and in the movie their ancestors were basically caught up in this storm they got they found their way to the the land of narnia mm-hmm. through this like secret cave off the coast of some tropical area or like this weird bay that had like a cave opening in it mm-hmm. and i've always been interested specifically in the bay of biscay and i you know i tried to put two and two <laughs> like i conflated the two the two together i was like well maybe the bay of biscay was like this this place where um, the Telmarines just so happened to like find themselves into the land of Narnia. Like that was the portal. Mm-hmm. And I started to complete the two together. I did this whole presentation about it in, in an undergrad class. I was like, the Telmarines have to be the people from the Basque country. Like it just makes sense. They're the same people, but also the actual history <laughs> of the country 
the Basque Country was not heavily Romanized mm -hmm. during Roman conquest a thousand or so years ago. And because of that, a lot of their culture, a lot of their history, even their like physical attributes, their language, their cuisine, none of that was like heavily Romanized. So a lot of it has stayed the same. So like their language has always really intrigued me. Like the Euskaldana language has been really interesting because it's not Latin based like the rest of Spain or France or Italy or other places that were majorly Romanized. Um, I would just love to sit down with like an expert. Like somebody from from the Basque country, specifically yeah. in Spain, um, whether it's from like Jepuscoa or from Bilbao specifically, just somebody from one of those provinces who could like tell me everything they know. Yeah. I'd melt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably just sit there like just with my hand on my cheek, just like enamored for hours. Like I could listen to that. And I've read books about it. Like mm -hmm. shout out to Dr. Martin Carrion, who's like given me the book about the history of the country. Mm -hmm. Um I've read up all about it, but I would love to hear first-hand experience from someone from the country. Yeah. Well, I can you, go into that for hours. I was like, well, you can make it a reality when you go. This is true. You can honestly have a nice conversation with someone. That's true. Either. I'm going to have to find somebody who speaks at least Spanish <laughs> because I don't speak any Uskal. <laughs> but I, I think that Spanish has become a little bit more prevalent over the last thousand years mm -hmm. um, in that area. It's still very... And the, even the dialects, I think, are different because there's three provinces in France that mm -hmm. are also considered Basque country, but they speak a French dialect of Uskaldana than um, the Spanish, the four Spanish provinces do. So, um, like folks in Leon in in uh, France are pretty close to that dialect of French Uskal, who probably. I don't know any French, so I probably wouldn't be able to interview any of them. But <laughs> if there's somebody who speaks Spanish and Uskaldana, then um, I might be able to do an interview. Sit down with somebody at a little cafe and yeah, in uh, in Jepuscoa and, <laughs> and have a conversation while we stare at the bay. Yeah, that would be. We can put some money in for that for a translator. Sure, oh, we man. can find someone online that you can hire. Man, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be a great. 28th birthday present. I, I like that. I will take that gladly. I like that. I will not feel guilty about taking that money. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. All right, sir. I think that that, that wraps it up for us, right? Is that, I would, I would say so. Is that the, uh, that's the last one we've got? I think that is the last one we got. We hit on a lot. We did. We had a lot of great conversations here, a lot of great beer. That's true. And we reminisced on 2021. Yeah. I think we hit all the check boxes. Absolutely. Well, we hope that everybody who's listening is, you know, enjoying their holiday season uh, for what it's worth. We know that 2020 had its ups and downs, maybe more downs than ups for some mm -hmm. of us. But we're excited to move into this next year with a little bit more hope, a little bit more excitement, but also reminiscing on all the lessons learned this year. You know, we've learned a lot. This podcast has definitely contributed to my own knowledge and wisdom. We hope that it has for you. Again, we hope that you're enjoying your holiday season, staying safe, staying healthy for you and all your loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, and we're excited for what's to come in 2022. Couldn't have said any better. Wow. You know where to find us at 43rd and Woodland on Instagram, mm -hmm. on our personals of Jared Hunter and Sean Ahern on LinkedIn, Facebook. Mm -hmm. You don't have a Twitter. I don't. I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. I do, but I don't use it. So reach us. Yeah, yeah. Reach us. Reach us on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 on Anchor, on Anchor.fm/slash 43rd and Woodland. That's where you'll find us. Yes. Well, we thank you all again. Have a great night. Have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you in the new year. Can't wait to talk to you guys in 2022. All right.